1: Time to check in with College Football Network's
0: Cam Miller for the latest on college football. 20, 15, 10, and bounces his way into the end zone. Touchdown! Get the latest football news at collegefootballnetwork.com. Follow Cam on Twitter
1: at Cam Miller. All right, uh, we talk of football these Thursdays at this time. Cam Miller is on Twitter, X ex- at Cam Miller, the executive director of a College Football Network. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Happy Combine Week. How are you?
0: I'm great. Ca- talking to you live from Indianapolis, actually, uh, from, from the Combine itself. So uh, best time of year.
1: Um, I want to get to the Combine in a second. A few of the things that I do want to ask you first. Um, Jordy McLeod began his career in South Florida, and he's going to turn 25 this fall. And he has eligibility to play, went to South Florida, Arizona, to James Madison, now is going to Texas State. I saw Jordan McCloud play at South Florida. If you had told me, listen, he's going to get a chance to go play for G.J. Kinney at Texas State. Off the year he had a James Madison, I would have said, are you talking about the same guy? This is a guy that, if you are honest, you look at what we've created in college football, the portal and NIL, he's taking advantage of every opportunity, has he not?
0: He's taken advantage of every opportunity, and then he's also taken something from each of his stops in his previous, now, four schools, and he's expanded on them and made himself better. It's a, it's a true testament of what the transfer portal can do for an athlete. You know, does he have an NFL career? It's a long shot. Is he going to be a great college football quarterback and, and a glowing example of good from the transfer portal? Absolutely. But yeah, I share that uh, same sentiment. A couple years ago, would I have uh, believed you if you said he'd be playing for G- GK Kenny at uh, Texas State after what we saw at USF? No way.
1: Yeah, it's a great story. Good for him. Um, and for James Madison, it's it's welcome to the NIL world where there is some money in Texas State, whether people realize this um, or not. Uh, one other thing. So so I and it was clickbait. I fell for it, man. Uh, you looked at uh, the EA Sports potential uh, grades for some of the top college players and kind of projecting a little bit. Uh, what was that like? And, and tease our audience a little bit. They can go click uh, uh, to the link and read it. But you're trying to get some grades for players.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, it's like when you try to guess who's going to be the first overall pick uh, before the NFL season starts. We're we're well ahead of spring football. We're well ahead of summer camp and even fall camp. Try to project. So kudos to the EA Sports staff for, for getting it done. But to me, I looked at it. And you, uh, it was hard to get a top ten players in college football about how highly they would be rated in the game, and that's where we are. Uh, the the top tier of college football players this coming up season is is intense. And I look at a, uh, you know, I got to go back and hit the film. I'm uh, so truly impressed with a, a guy like Luther Burden, who so I think should, uh, if he didn't awaken people to his talents this past season at Missouri, the whole core returns, and I think Luther Burden can uh, turn some heads. And if we're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. in this light right now going to the NFL, that's where we'll be talking about Luther Burden next year.
1: Yeah, Jalen Miller up there is still pretty high. You know, I, he's got a, a dark shot at the, at the
0: Heisman. I like to see what the offense uh, can 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 look like under head coach Kalen DeBauer. But I think the the growth we saw from him just in that month of November – no quarterback ascended like he did last year. And if he continues doing that and continues growing up, what brought him to Alabama, his athleticism, he's got all the talent in the world. All
1: right, let's get to the Combine. As you mentioned, there in Indianapolis. Give me an idea of what's around you. This has become an unbelievable event. Uh, everybody in the NFL um, is there. So for you, what's a day like today? Um, and what's that buzz of the Combine as we get to Thursday now?
0: Yeah, it's uh, very unique. I think you talk to the athletes themselves, and they don't under, they don't understand until they're here how rigorous it is. So, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's great food here in Indianapolis, but it is wall-to-wall action. I've already interviewed about 12 players. We're just at safeties and tight ends today for uh, media availability. So we've talked to a couple of them. It's, it's always eye-opening to, to hear these kids and, and actually know who they are as, as people off the field, not just who they are on the field. So a lot of work, a lot of access. To uh, to the players and teams itself, but it's truly an I O thing experience for everybody.
1: How here. much, like you mentioned, you're doing interviews. How much Cam has that changed, where players are so prepared now for even interviews. And I'm not talking with NFL teams. I'm talking to the media.
0: Yeah, you know who's more more prepared is the the true juniors, the third year players who have been in college through the entire NIL portion. Essentially, they're already been talking to media since they were 18 years old. So they are as prepared as maybe the upper class were from years past. They are coached up from, if it's not the the last snap that they had in November of last year, or if they're lucky enough to make a bowl game or a college football playoff, they are coached up from there. And when we reach this point, they've already met with maybe 32 NFL teams, uh, and if not that, at least a handful or dozens of media members. So they are not only coached up, they are well-versed in this. And it's, uh, again, it's I opening it's a, it's a professional business now.
1: Earlier this week, LeJay Newsable played 10 years in the NFL, now a broadcaster, a good friend of mine. He was on it, and I asked him the pros and cons of the combine you've covered this what what are the pros and cons what works and what is just kind of like that nah, that's overhyped at the combine
0: yeah overhyped is definitely the on-field metrics it's nice to see somebody you know run fast but let's face it they're never going to be running that fast with no interference uh straight yard straight line for 40 yards uh so overblown it's great for social media right it's fun to see but uh you your confirming prior beliefs on you here and that's not just who you are on the field with the testing but it's also who you are in the interview rooms are you able to adapt to schemes are you able to talk to coaches knowledgeably about playbooks, uh, what you're seeing in yourself, what you're seeing in other prospects so you're confirming prior, I think that's the biggest aspect for these kids, uh, and that they can cement themselves where they are with the team on their board
1: Much was made, Marvin Harrison Jr. made it clear I, I'm not working out for anybody I'm just going to prepare for the draft That that's changed, who throws, who doesn't throw with the quarterbacks and all sorts of things what is that buzz in Indianapolis right now about who's performing and who's not performing?
0: Yeah, we're also waiting to see Brock Bowers who's just on the on the stage. Georgia's tight end, uh, all world guy, potential top ten pick. On the fence if he's going to work out. I think that's where we are with uh, with everybody. Those top tier guys have they confirmed enough? We have enough tape on a person like Brock Bowers. Do we need to see him? And so you know, it's much to do about those top guys. I think it ultimately helps. So if you look at the quarterbacks, somebody like JJ McCarthy is going to throw. I think like is going to throw. We're going to, be to see them throw more because those top two are going to be sitting out those, those drills. So I think it helps that next tier down. Uh, and those don't get talked about enough.
1: Uh, on field today, I think I have this right, the D lineman and the linebackers. Are there any interesting stories today among the group working out?
0: You know, one thing that I'm seeing is that it's an omission. We're not having Miami safety James Williams. So I've got to call him a safety. He just worked out in Mobile as a linebacker at the Senior Bowl, and now he's not. He's here interviewing as a safety. He will do the drills as a safety as well. So linebacker group itself, good, decent talent. Uh, maybe not some some uh, all pro guys or candidates that we have for all pros on the on there. Jared Verse, seeing what he can do um, and fully healthy, would be an interesting thing today on the field. But yeah, James Williams here as a safety, not as a linebacker, very interesting.
1: Um, DBs and tight ends uh, will be the next group, but of course it'll get insane on Saturday when you've got uh, running backs and and quarterbacks. Um, And the wideouts, Uh, give me a couple storylines that you're looking forward to on uh, Friday and Saturday here.
0: You know, I want to see a a guy like Malik Mustafa, who comes from an incredible pedigree from a high school program, state championship winning team, over and over. Uh, Good friends with Will Shipley, just found out. Mm -hmm. But a a guy like Malik Mustafa, how well he performs on the field, he's sort of one of those sleepers who's on the fringe for day two. And I think he could really you know, cement himself, confirm those prior beliefs on who he is, a few others uh, maybe that I might want to see. But, again, I go back to James Williams, too, because how, how big is he? What will he measure in it? And then how fast is he going to be able to, to produce at that, uh, that pound-for-pound speed? Is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Is he a hybrid? So uh, we're going to get some answers here this week.
1: You mentioned for some of the drills, some of this doesn't really matter. But, but, but I'm going to guess for wide receivers and corners, the 40 matters. Is it that big of a deal if I'm three hundredths of a second slower or faster than somebody?
0: No, not at all. I think what's what's the age old adage, Jerry Rice ran a almost on a four seven, four point seven yard, forty yard dash. And that didn't matter. He's the greatest of all time. Uh does it help to be fast? Absolutely. I would much rather some of these guys when they're out, you know, shagging balls and catching from these quarterbacks, watch their fluidity when they're uh, in and out of their route breaks. And so it's it gets a little scouting, it's a little nuanced, but there's definitely some things you can look for other than just the forty yard dash. It is nice to be fast though.
1: What separates, or what will separate, over the next few days? For, for example, the group of wide receivers that we talked about the last couple of months, and the potential number of wide receivers going not just in the first round, maybe the first three rounds. How does this play out this weekend, and is it possible for some guys to really benefit and move up to whatever degree that may be—a half round or even into a, another round?
0: Yeah, I think again, it's it's a matter of where they're seen in the national light now. At this point, you know, where nobody's really in these thirty-two NFL decision-making offices except for those guys. And so for us as a national media to, to see players like this and see how, where they're valued, who they've met with, I think that's, we get, the, we get a more clear picture as the media of who these players have been meeting with, who they're talking to, uh, how high they could be drafted in that sense. And so somebody like Malik Neighbors, who has uh, climbed the receiver rankings, uh, closed the gap on Marvin Harrison, so to speak, and could be one of those guys that if he doesn't, uh, if he's there in the top 10, let me uh, get a guy like that a steel. I think we're closing the gap on certain positions with what we've learned this week.
1: And again, I'm mean, going to ask it every week probably through the draft. Uh, the second quarterback, does anybody have a, a lead going into the combine?
0: Uh, it, to me, I, I can't waver from the top two. Caleb is uh, one of those generational guys, and the Drake May is just close behind him. So I, I, I would rather bank on the talents of Drake May, the traits he has, and how young he is to lead a franchise in the future.
1: I mean, you mentioned before about J.J. McCarthy. It's interesting to watch the different projections of him, of a guy that maybe was in the 20s, now people talk about Denver's pick, uh, with somebody that move up to take him inside of the top 10. That's got to be more than just him throwing on Saturday. It's got to be more of the run on quarterbacks if it happens, or he's just impressive face-to-face.
0: It's it's probably a combination of all three, right? I, I also look back at... He wasn't forced to do a whole lot, and so there was a, a greater area for him to, for any laps he had to showcase. He only had, you know, 240-plus attempts, whereas some of the other guys were throwing it 400, 500 times over the past two years. He didn't have that much to show us, and he didn't show us anything really poor. And I think that's, if you look at it from a throw, throw-to-throw basis, Adrian McCarthy, we sort of looking at him in a different light. He's showcasing how smart he is off the field, how athletic he is off the field. Um, and and how schematically dependent he was not. He's a guy who can be uh, in any offense. And So I think what we're looking at now is getting the whole picture, confirming those priors. uh, A little high for me, though, in the mid-range of the first round.
1: By the way, uh, a lot of people have covered this. The number of Michigan players there, Harbaugh told people, um, and they backed it up, yes, they won the championship, but there's a lot of Michigan football in Indianapolis this weekend.
0: A lot of Michigan football, and then in the era of the transfer portal, I just spoke with Eric All, the tight end of Iowa, who was at Michigan for four years prior. So not just uh, the, the Michigan representation, it's, it's even more so with the transfer portal. It's uh, There's a reason they won the national championship, uh, a reason they still should be good this year, even without their head coach. So to me, Harbaugh backed it up, and then he's pushing his guys here. You know, credit to those top teams. They're all most well-represented here. Um, and a guy like even Jaheem Bell showing up for Florida State and talking about Mike Norvell, it's a uh, – it's a testament of what those teams put forth last year uh, and then what they're going to do in the NFL.
1: I'm going to let you go on this. Give me two players that you hope do so well this week, and it solidifies your view whether they're guys in rounds one, two, or six or seven.
0: So I just said it. Jaheem Bell, I think, is a guy that I would love to see do well. Uh, somebody he's very, very knowledgeable in the game, understands what he's, what he's able to uh, put forth for an NFL team, and I think he can have a role in the NFL and then another one, Trey Knox. I'll stick with tight ends. I mean, just spoke to him. Trey Knox, South Carolina tight end, a guy who went under the radar, flew under the radar, uh, commanded the show, comped himself to Kyle Pitts. So lofty, lofty comps uh, comparison to uh who he thinks. But a guy like him uh, didn't quite get the shine that I think he deserved um, this past season and through his college career. So both tight ends, Jaheim Bell and Trey Knox.
1: Uh, please follow him on extra uh, Twitter at Cam Melter. There you get the links to all the great stuff at uh, collegefootballnetwork.com, profootballnetwork.com. Whether it is the projected ratings for EA College Football, whether it is a seven-round mock draft, all the fun stuff is right there. Go enjoy the weekend. Thank you. appreciate it as always. Thanks a lot, Mark. Uh, Cam Miller and some good stuff as we get set for the uh, draft. Kyle, there are no secrets on uh, uh, this show. Um, Nothing I know of. Can you describe to the audience what my desk looks like (laughs) this morning? (laughs) There was a uh, all you can eat sale at Panera, and you just went all out. No, that's Einstein. Oh, Einstein. Excuse me, Einstein. Yeah. And by the way, I brought Kelly uh, something this morning. To so every time I go, I bring him something. So, so I, on mornings that I get home at like three, 4 so you in the like morning.
0: him more than me? Is that what it is? I'm not complaining.
1: Tough I spot I walked into there. <laughs> so usually the mornings that I get home, that I'm just truly going to shower, maybe close my eyes for an hour, and try to keep quiet, so I don't make my typical egg white omelet as I normally would. So today was one of those mornings, so I did uh, I go to Einstein. So I have I have a bagel with a bunch of, like, paper towels and stuff there. My notes set up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, allergies now as the pollen's beginning to drop. And then any time I fly, so I get a little bit of my allergies going. I got my coffee over here. Um, I got my coffee today, not tea. Well uh well today's Thursday, so I do coffee on Tuesday and Thursdays. Um and then just just in okay. case I needed more food, I didn't eat that much. I got a you know, a couple side little you know, little applesauce over here and things. But I look like the guy that's like mm-hmm. sick with the flu, but I'm not sick. But you're not sick, yeah. It's I'm just allergies, tired. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just tired of This so is far. this this my image right here I'm is going to clean on Instagram this up. Right in Right now a it just looks awful, the <laughs> place looks like a mess, but you know, in an hour and fifteen minutes it'll be cleaned up, but I just look around like,, God, this place looks gross. <laughs> yeah. nothing that a good wet wipe and a trash can can't uh, fix up, but that's the way oh, it
0: we'll get it after the show. yeah, it happens.
1: We got a history lesson coming up at 11.35 today that we do on uh, Thursdays, and uh, we'll do that. The hour of eleven kicks off with Kyle Manews next.
0: With the lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.